Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hello, everyone. This is Ruben Dua from Dub, and this is Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And today I'm so psyched to have with me the real Jason Duncan. And we're going to talk about this idea of exiting without exiting, right? So when we start a business, uh, one of the things that we often think about is what is the ultimate end goal, right? What is our uh, end strategy? Is it to get acquired? Is it to get public? Is it to get um, bought up by a private equity company uh, to pass the business off to our kids? Who knows what those are? But what Jason is going to teach us is how to actually have the best of both worlds which I'm really excited to get into. So Jason, if you could kind of walk us through a little bit about your origin story, how you got to this point, some of those trials and tribulations that you faced and and how ultimately you're helping people now. Ruben, it's an honor to uh, talk with you today, man. Thank you so much. But um, so my origin story goes all the way back to when I, uh, I, was, a, I was in pastoral ministry for about 13 years and then went back to school, got a master's in education, started teaching school full-time and uh, fell in love with teaching and realized that was what I was called to be on this earth for. But through the recession, found myself not having my contract renewed um, in 2010, 2011. And I thought, well, what am I going to do next? So I became what I affectionately refer to as an accidental entrepreneur and started a business purely out of a desire to make it. Like just, I just needed to make the bills. I need to pay the mortgage, send the kids to school. Like I just needed to make money. It wasn't, I'd love to say I had this big entrepreneurial, um, you know, this vision that I wanted to accomplish and build something great and be, be recognized by Inc. Magazine and all these places. I, I wanted, I'd love to say that I planned it, but I didn't. I just wanted to make it. And like so many entrepreneurs, we start businesses just to make it just to pay the bills, just to have a job. We become job owners, not business owners. And it took me a long time to wake up to the fact that that wasn't what I really wanted out of life. And so as I began figuring out what I really wanted, it was control. I wanted control over time, money, choices, energy. And so I began figuring out how to get that without selling the business because I had built a business that relied on me and because it relied on me, it really wasn't worth anything, even though it was, you know, we were doing millions in revenue and, and profitability. But um, so I had to learn through the through just trial and error. How do I get myself out of the business without selling the business and get the control and the freedom over time and choices that I really wanted, which I now refer to as exit without exiting. So I exited but I didn't exit. So I didn't I didn't really sell it. I still have it. So now that I've done it. I get to do what I really love to do and that's teach and coach other people. And I thought, well, what better thing to teach and coach on than the thing that I did? Because people like you, people like me, people like the people listening, we want freedom. We want control over our time, energy, and choices. And that's what I help people do now. That's amazing, man. I mean, you know, so many people I feel like have this, uh, they're sort of stuck, you know, they started this business, and they're kind of stuck in this business now because the last thing that they can envision themselves doing is delegating, passing this off, passing the buck to someone else to say, hey, you know what, uh, Mr. or Mrs. COO, you know, VP, uh, C, X level, whatever, saying, hey, uh, why don't you step in and take over day-to-day operations while I go and do X, 
And that's really, it really comes down to control and it comes down to not being able to give away your baby. And I, and I connect to that on multiple levels because number one is just the sheer guilt. <laughs> you know, who am I? Why should I be able to go and do something else if it's not ultimately helping this business? Now, if, am I doing something that is helping the business? Like I've noticed what a lot of people do, what a lot of founders do is they, they sort of passively step down and they become content creators and they go and they go get viral on YouTube, you know, and as a result of doing that, it's the best form of marketing because now they have, you know, a million YouTube subscribers and many of them are clicking to the bio link and then going to the website. So I've seen that a lot. And, uh, you know, that neuron has fired in my mind multiple times. In fact, even this morning, I was thinking, what would it look like if I built up my YouTube channel and stepped down, ultimately exited without exiting? Um, and ultimately helped myself and helped the business. So walk us through that a little bit, how we can frankly have the best of both worlds, because why not? Well, if you could build a business that thrives in your absence, imagine how much more control over your time and choices you would have. Um, the freedom that we all wanted when we said, hey, I want to be my own boss. I want to do my own thing. I know your story. I know you left the corporate world, had this idea for this thing that we now all now know as dub. Like you wanted to do this because you wanted freedom. You didn't want anybody mm. having to tell you where to go, where to be, when to be there and all that kind mm. of stuff. And everybody wants that. Yeah. But but when we start businesses as business owners, um, if we don't build it where it can run in our absence and not just run, but thrive in our absence, we are hamstringing everybody ourselves. We're hamstringing our employees because now everybody relies on us. We are mm. the ones that make the wheel go round. And so it's really selfish. Um, I didn't, I'm, you know, I'm a selfish person. I think lots, most people are selfish, but I, I think that. Uh, and, and, You're also and, an honest person. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. My wife hates it when I call myself selfish, but I'm like, well, at the, the root of all sin, I think is selfishness. We are all selfish, but, but the, the worst part of selfishness is the selfishness that we don't recognize and admit. And here's what, here's the problem as an entrepreneur, if you own a business, let's say it has 20 employees, just, just not a big business, but you have 20 employees and you set that business up and it runs really well, mm. but it requires you. Mm. Now think about 20 families who are dependent upon one human to make sure that their mortgage gets paid. Mm. So, so you doing that is, is maybe inadvertently so, but still the effect is the same. It's selfish. So if I walk out and I get hit by a bus, and my business, all 20 of those families, the moms, the dads, the kids, the school tuitions, the vacations, the college funds are all dependent upon me to make it happen. That's really selfish of me to build that upon my shoulders. Mm -hmm. One better, what better thing to do would be to go in and build a business where the systems and the processes make it run. Not a character, not a personality, not a big brain at the top, but but the business is an organism in itself that can run in spite of who is present. That's the better thing to do. And it makes your business worth a lot more money when it's running that way, too. You know, I so connected this on so many levels. Uh, I almost feel like even if someone doesn't have a plan to exit, they should create the processes as if they were going to exit. And by exit, I mean that in a couple of different ways. I mean, number one is getting hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's technically an exit. It's a cosmic exit, okay? <laughs> but then there's also the, the chosen exit, which means, you know, I want to semi-retire. I want to homeschool my kids. I've thought about that so many times. What would it look like if I dedicated three hours of my day to homeschooling my kids? 
you know, and, and taught them quantum physics and, and engineering and, and built a car with them in the garage. You know, what would, what would that look like? How would that change their lives? Maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, but I'm staring at a drum set right here. And gosh, I'd love to be able to play that thing for two hours a day <laughs> instead of working. <laughs> and if that means I have to create a process, um, you know, so be it. I, I'm I'm in. And and that's actually what I've I've been doing since the founding of Dub is creating processes. Like we we've got a process for everything. It's all in our project management system. There's documentation. You know, if one person, it's sort of like CPUs. If one CPU is not available, there's another person that knows the whole method. So, you know, we're not perfect, but it's a big part of our our protocol and our process. Yeah, well, it should be that way. I mean, and that's actually one of the four core principles that I teach my clients is systems and processes is those are those the systems and processes have to be the operating system for your business. It's got to be what your business relies upon. How do you how do you greet customers when they enter your place of business? There should be a system and a process written for that. How do you invoice customers? How do you do collections? How do you do outbound sales prospecting? Mm. How do you take care of administrative tasks and duties? Everything that is done can be systematized so that a human, any human could step in and go, oh, okay, this is how the, there's a one, step one, step two, step three. This is how this goes. I just uh, give you an example. I just hired a new uh, assistant about a month and a half ago. And uh, my other assistant had been with me for about a year and a half. And she was, she was really fantastic. And this is just for my coaching business. It has nothing to do with the other companies I own, but, but um, I needed to write these systems and processes because I'd, relied on my other assistant who was really good at that, some of those things. And I didn't really pay attention. Well, now that she wasn't there, I'm like, you know what? I really need to sit down and write this stuff out. So I did, I wrote, I did an entire system, an SOP standard operating procedure for, for my new assistant on how to do my podcast. Like how do we book the guests? How do we get the guests on the, like all the way through what you're doing right now with me on your show, all the way to the very end of posting it and promoting it. And then the same thing on another live webinar series that I run called the Entrepreneur Master Series. And then we've got other systems and processes so that in the event that my assistant is sick, gets hit by bus or is no longer here, I can just say, hey, this is how we do the podcast. I don't have to think about it again. That this is how we do it. This And she sent me a message this morning. She was like, this is so helpful. Um, it says that I'm supposed to do X, which is the next step on this. Are you ready for me to do that? Yes, that's the next step. Let's get it going. Now, that makes my business run better. It gives her comfort. It gives me comfort and it makes me not have to worry about it. So I can go off and do other more creative revenue generating activities. Mm. Amazing. You know, I, I just, I thought of an idea that I want to pitch you and I want to do this. Have, have you seen those um, streets sort of like guerrilla street art uh, campaigns where an artist will go around town? Banksy did this. Yeah. You know, right. The artist will go around, they'll have a sticker, they'll have a little bird on a string and put it on the, on the wires. My what I want to do with you is I want to call I'll call it the um, are you ready to exit uh, art installation campaign? And what we do is we get stickers that says, are you ready to exit? And we put them on the front of buses. Right. And that way, every bus has a sticker <laughs> that says, are you ready to exit? OK. And what we're doing here is we're we're asking people, number one. Do you have life insurance? Number two, does your spouse, your loved ones know the passwords to your Gmails? Number three, do you have a will set up? Number four, if you're a business owner or if you're involved with the business, do you have your protocols and process ready to be passed off to someone? Because that bus might force you to have your exit. You know, 
That's hilarious. You know, that's kind of that, that what's funny about that, too, is that my my story starts with me being a pastor, you know, for 13 years. And so this am I ready to exit question has a more existential meaning than yes. just are you ready to exit your business? Well, I mean, my favorite uh, church sign, creative church sign is, uh, you know, uh, text uh, honk if you love Jesus text if you want to meet him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty good well right. you know i ask one of the things i ask in my uh, uh I, I do something called the uh my exit timeline evaluator it's a free tool that yeah. offer anybody's interested yeah and that and one of the questions in there i just had actually a, a customer of mine a client of mine a coaching client we were going through his questionnaire uh and uh, he said, this question is worth $10,000. He said mm. this. And I'm like, really? And the question is this. And Ruben, I know you saw it. It's, it's if you were hospitalized for 30 days with no contact with anybody on your team, you had no influence, no communication whatsoever for 30 days, what would happen to your business? And there's, there's multiple choice. There's lots of different options. Like the business would completely shrivel and die, or we'd take care of current customers, but we'd stop getting new ones or administration and payroll. I had one guy answer that question. He goes, you know, um, no bills would get paid for 30 days and we would be probably sued by all of our vendors because I and my wife are the only ones, or I forgot what he said, that have the credit card and the checkbook. And I said, Ooh. I mean, isn't that kind of scary? Like you can't leave. If something happens to you, your business by default goes out of business only because bills can't get paid. That's pretty selfish, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, so that question really get got that one client really thinking about it. And I think every entrepreneur is, needs to think about it. if you if you are not present for an extended period of time, what happens? And it's scary because our egos make us say, well, it should fall apart because I'm the most important person. Our ego. That's called the hero syndrome. That's what I talk about. In my TED talk is this hero syndrome that just keeps us stuck in the middle of running day to day operations rather than building a business that can thrive in our absence. Yeah, so important. So is your your exit timeline evaluator? Is that a is that a document that you that you publicly share on your website? Is that something that I can share in the comments? Yeah, you can go to uh therealjasonduncan.com slash am I ready? Am Perfect. I ready? Now speaking of being ready, my web development team was supposed to have that page hundred percent launched Friday. And I was just talking with them this morning. There were some hiccups in it. If you go to that page, the only thing you do now is start the access to the document and start filling it out and book a call with me. But the page that we'll be hitting tomorrow will actually have the explanation and a video of what it's about. But since we're here talking about it, let me tell you nice. what it is. So the, the page, uh, the whole concept behind this, and that's what the page once it's fully up, will tell you. But this tool is designed to give you a timeline idea. Are you ready to exit now? Have you set up everything to where you could step away for a few days and everything's fine? Uh, or are you so far into the future from your exit that you, you can't even see? You can't even see how far that is. What this tool will do is give you the answer to that question. And it's not, of course, a definitive tool, but it'll say, listen, based on what you're how you're answering these questions, you're six months away from being able to take a week off with no repercussions whatsoever to your business, or you're a year away from being able to sell your business or whatever, because the exit for everybody's going to be different. 
But that tool was designed specifically to help people think through. And I give this away for free. This is probably the most valuable thing that I do that I don't charge for. I, I, I You actually get a 30-minute call with me to review your answers and put together a game plan on how to make your exit a reality. Because, you know, fr- face it, I mean, a lot of people don't want to sell their business, but they don't want to be trapped by it either. Mm. And so this will tell them how to get themselves out and when it can happen or Hey, you're pretty close to being able to execute a sale. Let's let's rock and roll towards that. Well, what I really like about this is this mindset of thinking about the the end as you begin or as you're uh, in the process of of doing something. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't think about what is my end game, what's my ultimate strategy. So by sort of reverse engineering that, you actually might be able to accomplish it. If my goal is to sell my company for six point seven billion dollars. And to be able to own a certain percentage of it, have a certain number of partners, have hit some sort of certain uh, amount of revenue uh, with the user base that has this many daily active users. If I can think about what I ultimately want to to accomplish, uh, I can write it down. And in every single book on leadership and accomplishing goals and perseverance and you know Napoleon Hill and Zig Ziglar and all the greats, they all Dale Carnegie, all they talk about is plan. You know, plan. And when you plan, you can accomplish. So I love this idea of even if you're not ready to step down, even if you're not ready to exit, to start to think about this, I think is really important. And I think that I don't think of I don't think there's something that's more more valuable when it comes to planning the exit, ultimate exit of your business um, than than planning and thinking yeah. about it. Well, the and that's that's why I put together this tool because. You know, a lot of a lot of folks are are hesitant to hire a new coach. They don't really know how to how to go through that process. So I set this up as a way to say, listen, this is completely free. You could take a look at it and hopefully it'll be so valuable that you say, you know what? I want to hire you, Jason, to come and help me make this happen. But the but the questions are revolve around. Are you ready? Is your team ready? Are your finances ready? Uh, what about your customers? How would your customers handle it? Because if you've been the face of the business and you're going to start stepping away, your customers got to be prepared for that. Are your vendors ready? Are they only working with you because they trust you and they don't really trust anybody else? These are questions that most entrepreneurs aren't thinking about. So they can't build an exit plan because they aren't thinking the right things. So this is designed to help them think through the things that they really need to think about before they get ready to walk out. Mm. You know, there's this. I was uh, watching this this talk yesterday from from an old friend that I had just randomly discovered on the web, and she she came from a very tumultuous upbringing, very very difficult, very challenging uh, uh, upbringing, uh, sort of abuse in, in the home, and uh, she was in a situation where uh, you know her mother was not was never sort of uh, uh, allowed or took ownership um, of of finances, so she was this in this sort of very hyper dependent abusive situation where she was stuck because you know without her spouse she would not be able to 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 gain financial independence or to basically basically be able to manage the day-to-day operations of the household so it was that sort of very toxic situation and um you know what was so inspiring to hear about you know the daughter who decided to dedicate her life to to be a, um, a financial planner and a wealth management expert. And that's exactly what she did. And she basically rise to the top um, as like a, a, a top sort of leader within a very, very large organization, one of the top five um, in wealth management. And it was really interesting to learn that 
you know, she was able to take her trauma and she was able to turn her trauma into her superpower, you know, because she was raised in an environment that was negative. Um, and, and there was this one massive big problem. And she said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to address that fear. I'm going to address that problem. I'm going to go right directly into it. I'm going to dedicate, you know, decades of my life to it and I'm going to be the best at it. And that's exactly what she did. And what I love about, you know, what you're doing is that, you know, oftentimes the reason why we want to start a business is to gain the independence so that we don't have to deal with our fears. Maybe we've been fired from a job a dozen times and we have to start a business because we can't hold a job. Or maybe we have a dream to one day take care of our parents or travel the world or become a full-time musician. That's mine. Uh, you know, by going directly into our, our fears and by ac accomplishing th certain things, we actually turn our, our fears and our trauma into our, our superpower. So, you know, I'm really inspired by this. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard all sorts of interesting stories where people did something kind of similar. Yeah, well, it, it is. And and the thing I think about is that the multi-billion dollar companies amongst us and the, the trillion dollar companies <clears throat> that are amongst us, the CEOs and founders of those companies are no longer the figurehead and the hero of those companies. They, mm. they, they can't be because if they were, the company would be stifled around who they are. Now, Elon Musk is probably one that would make people go, well, he, he's the guy running everything. No, not like you think. He's a figurehead and he's a face of the organization, but he is not running it. The people are doing that for him. He's hired, he has thousands of employees who make mm. sure that that Tesla, that the Boring Company, that uh, SpaceX are all running without his input. Now he can go in and give input, but he could take a year off and it would continue to run. Steve Jobs with Apple is a great example. I mean, obviously, he's no longer with us, but think about what he was able to build in terms of a culture and, and, a, and the, the way that Apple products feel to people. Mm. I mean, that was what his job was to build that asset. And then you, that, that's the same thing with all founders. We Our job is to set the vision, communicate the vision, and build the asset. That's it. Set the vision, communicate the vision, build the asset. But the problem is we get involved in washing the dishes and taking out the trash and doing all the little things that are part of running the business. And the job of the founder is not that. The job of the founder is not to run the business. It's to set that vision. Where are we going? What do we want to accomplish? Communicate that vision on a regular basis and to build the business as an asset. If you're working in it, if you're the number one anything in your business, the number one salesperson, the number one admin, the number one financial guy, whatever it is, if you're the number one, you're not building the asset. You're building a job. You got to build the asset. The asset that we know as Apple is worth, what, one point something trillion dollars today because it was built the right way. And when Steve Jobs did exit existentially, when he did exit, the business didn't suffer. It is mm. carried on. Now, we could argue whether or not it's the same company as it was before, but I think most of us would come down on the side of, yeah, it's continuing to be a very valuable <laughs> company. So yeah. go down to the mom and pop shop running a Subway sandwich or running a haberdashery or renting a shoe store or renting a boutique. Like you you got to take Steve Jobs' example and say, listen, I'm going to set the vision, communicate the vision, and I'm going to build this asset. And once that asset is built, that will provide for you and your generations after you forever. If you build it right. Mm. So good. So important. You know, this is this is legacy. Um, this is, you know, being responsible. This is planning for the future. 
Uh, su such good information here. Uh, you're, you're, you're doing God's work. <laughs> well, here, here's for me, like everybody's got a different, different thing they want. Um, when I was running uh, ELS, which is the, uh, one of the big companies I started back in 2010, still on the company today. But when I started that and ran it, I had no concept that, that there was any other alternative other than just be the president and CEO of that company. And, and it didn't even occur to me. And that's what I think most entrepreneurs are just in the they're in the mix running it. And they didn't, it does, the options don't even occur to them that, that there is a whole nother world out there. But if you sit and sit in the, your, your uh, sit outside yourself for just a moment and look down and say, OK, what is my life really like? Do I really want to run this business every single mm -hmm. day? And for most entrepreneurs, the answer to that is going to be no. Occasionally, mm -hmm. there's going to be the yeses. This is what I was put on the planet for. It's all I want to do. OK, if you're telling the truth, that's OK. But most people who say that are lying to themselves. But the reality is we all want something different. I wanted freedom over time, energy and money. That's what I want. That Those are my goals in life to have freedom over my time, energy and money. What does that mean? Well, it means energy. So if I want freedom over energy, I want to be able to dedicate the energy that I have creatively, uh, logistically, uh, empathetically, sympathetically. I want to dedicate that energy into the direction that I choose, not having to be in an office that I'm running, even though I own it. And so I got to direct all that energy towards these people, these customers, these vendors, these projects. On time, I want freedom and control over my time, meaning if I want to not set an alarm and not get up until my body tells me to wake up, which I've de designed a life that allows me to do that, that's what I want. Some people don't want that. I can't believe who, who wouldn't want it, but I want to be able to choose what I do with my time, when and where. And then money, of course, that's the thing that's the hardest, right? I want to have complete freedom over the money, over my choices of money, how I spend it. You know, I'm not I'm not there yet where I can spend money on anything and everything. I can't just go willy nilly and buy a new yacht, a new new Porsche or whatever. Like I still have to pay attention to the pay attention to the dollars. But I like what I'm able to do now. And if I was still CEO and president of the business running that business every day, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have those things. I might have a little more money, but I wouldn't have the time. I certainly wouldn't have the control over the choices I make every day. Everybody wants something different. Design your life to get that and let the business support it. Don't design a business just and then put your life all the way around it. You know, it's so important to think about that um, and, and to think about, you know, our relationship with money. I mean, think about this. You know, if you were to if one were to win the lottery tomorrow, if they were to get that, you know, seven hundred and sixty eight million dollars right now in the, in the mega, um, you know, would it would it ultimately make them happier? You know, and I think the the single most important wisdom that I've that I've learned is that money doesn't make you happier. It just makes you more of what you are today. So if you're miserable today and you all of a sudden land on a lot of money, it's not going to make you happier. It's just going to make you more miserable. It's going to heighten that. If you're happy and you're mindful and you're present in the moment, uh, money may make, might make you a lot happier. You might be able to become a philanthropist or uh, you know uh, build the music studio that you wanted to build. That's what I want to do. Uh, whatever it is, uh, it's important to, uh, to remember that it's just going to heighten who you are. It's going to escalate who you are today. And by, by knowing that, I think it, it sort of liberates us from this idea that I need to do one more thing in order to achieve that one thing in order to get that money, which is ultimately going to make me happier because frankly, it's not what it's going to do is just make you want one more thing after you get that. And, you know, oftentimes winning $768 million once you win it. You might end up losing it and then when i win uh you know twice that amount afterwards so 
Yeah. Well, money, like you said, man, you're hundred percent right. Money is a magnifier. Yeah. All it does is magnify who we are. Mm. Um, I've had a lot of money in my life and I've had no money. I've never been, I've never been, uh, in poverty, you know, cause it's, I think poverty mainly is a mindset, but I've, I've had just enough to barely get by and I've had lots of extra. And what I've noticed about the difference between those two ends of the spectrum is that there isn't a whole lot of difference other than choices. Like when you have money, you have choices that you don't necessarily have when you don't have money. And so for me, I'm content with whatever God sees, seems fit to give me. I'm, I'm cool with that. I, I prefer the life when I have money because I get to have more choices, but I'm good either way. But what I do want to make sure that I design is a lifestyle where time is up to me because time is something that is non-renewable. You can't get that back. Once it's spent, you can't get it back. You can never repay time. You know, can I borrow you for a minute? Well, no, but you're going to spend that minute, right? You, you can't borrow a minute. You can borrow a dollar, but you can't borrow a minute. So I want to make sure that my lifetime for the rest of the years that I've got on this planet, that my time is dedicated to doing only what I want to do. I don't want to do anything more. I don't anymore. I want to do anything I don't want to do. I want to only do what I want to do. I want to spend time with my wife. I want to spend time with my kids and then future grandkids when those come along. And I want to spend time with doing my community, doing whatever I want to do in the community to help out. I want to ride my motorcycle. I want to see the world. I want to get in an RV and travel. That's what I want. And running a business every day and showing up in the office. I don't think anybody's headstone is going to say, I wish I had spent more time doing that. <laughs> well, speaking of which, you have an, you have a club called the Exeter Club. Tell me about that. So the Exeter Club is the pinnacle of everything I do as a business coach. Um, the Exeter Club is a uh, it's a it's an exclusive mastermind for select entrepreneurs who want to live the exit lifestyle. And so what we do is it's it's men only, and we bring these guys in, and we work together um, to execute how to exit without exiting, how to live that exit lifestyle. I've currently got a couple of members that are in the process of selling their business for eight figures. I've got guys in the in the group that are um, that are, you know, they've been in business for three to five years and they're still kind of getting everything set up and they're realizing, hey, I'm never going to get to the eight figure exit if I don't build it right right now. But we spend time working together, holding each other accountable to plan out that exit. What does that look like? Are we going to sell like a couple of my clients are actually selling or are we going to just build it to where it can run without us and we can travel with our families? I got one client. He's like, dude, I just want to travel with my wife and kids. I just want to want to be able to do that. And I can't do that right now because my customers would lose their minds because mm. they, they depend on me. So I'm helping them through the Exeter Club to achieve that freedom over their time, energy and, and money the way that I want to do it. And it's the thing I love doing the most. We meet a couple of times a month. We have uh, four workshops per year, live workshops over the weekend where we all fly into a city and we have a guest speaker. And then we do two live retreats that are luxury retreats where your spouse can come and it's all inclusive and we have a great time. It's a it's an opportunity to taste what the exit lifestyle looks like on the kind of the decadent side and then also on the reality, like what am I going to do with my time now that I've got all this extra time? Hmm. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to doing a masterclass with your community. Um, I think it's, I think the date for that is if I'm not mistaken, it's August. What is that again? Is Ninth, August next, 9th. next Tuesday. Yeah. Next Tuesday. I'm actually going to be in Hawaii, so I'm going to do it for paradise. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do those. That's called the Entrepreneur Master Series. And I bring in special experts on a certain topic. 
And we spent about an hour, hour and a half kind of going through their topic and and really talking about how do you do that. And so what you're going to be talking about is how to make a million dollars using video marketing and sales. Actually, to be specific, it's how to make $3.4 million. $3.4 million. Yeah. And, and that's, you, that's, from a, that's from a specific case study. That's not <laughs> so, a made up number. So we're going to we're gonna kind of dive into that and see yeah. what that actually looks like next Tuesday. And that's a free value that I add back to my community too. Anybody can register at my website, therealjasonduncan.com slash EMS. It's free. You can come and it's 90 minutes and, and it's really going to be on that Tuesday is going to be your show. You're going to kind of do your thing. And I'm going to be the inquisitive host asking the hopefully interesting questions and getting the audience engaged by asking questions. But I do those a couple of times a month. I've got a guy coming in later in the month to do one on business valuations and uh, uh, in selling businesses. He's going to come in and show you how to Forex the valuation of your business in less than a year. And he's going to talk about some of the stuff I train every day. This is what you got to do. These are the pieces you got to put in place and it makes your business more valuable. And the piece you have to remove is you. Mm. Well, it's, it's about, it's about um, liberating yourself. You know, it's about saying I'm going to transcend and I'm going to trust, I'm going to give control and I'm going to uh, do what I, what my purpose is. And that's so important. That's it. It is. That's why we're here. Why? I mean, I'm I'm fairly certain that your purpose is not running dub and just like mine was not running ELS. And I'm sure whoever's listening and watching, it's not whatever it is you do now. That's probably not your purpose. It is a tool along the process to get to your purpose. I truly believe that business ownership is not the goal. Rather, it should support financially and otherwise our lifestyle that we really truly want to live with our wives and our kids or husbands and kids, whatever, you know, our family situation is our business should support that. That's our first and foremost purpose is to, to pour into our wife or our husband, to pour into our children, to pour into our communities. And then what we do as a business owner helps support that. But so many of us get caught. I mean, it's the age old thing. We've always heard. Well, I remember the, the cats in the cradle song. What was it? Cat Stevens had that back in the seventies, you know, about he was working all the time and never, you know, never paid attention to his son. And then by the time his son grew up and he wants to hang out with his son, he's like, nah, dad, I'm good. Like we create the, we create mm -hmm. monsters and we don't even mean to. So that's why I think that I am now doing exactly what God called me to be on this earth. And that's to be this business coach at this place in my life to help people just like you and the listeners get to an exit, get to that place where you can actually do what you want to do, not have to do what you think you have to do. Well, that's so important. I mean, one of the reasons why we were so psyched to invite you to our, the dub influencer program is because you have such a voice and you're making such a difference. I mean, you did a, you did a TEDx talk, which is so exciting. The Ironic Prison of Entrepreneurship, Jason Duncan, TEDx Wilmington. So I encourage folks to go check that out. Uh, what a what a what a neat experience that must have been to do a TEDx talk. Yeah. Um, kudos to you. So I mean, Thank getting you. your message out there, you know, and you just continue to do that through your podcast. Um, you know, your podcast is called uh, "The Root of All Success." That's right. And I'm about to record my 100th episode. I'm I'm excited. Nice. And am I 99 or 98 or? Uh, you know what? I don't know what number you are. You're what next <laughs> Friday? I think we're recording you next Friday or something. But but uh, my hundredth episode is going to be me uh, with no guest, and the, and the title of the episode is going to be 100 Definitions of Success. Oh, and I'm right. actually going to go back through. I'm I'm transcribing all the episodes, and I'm finding what every guest, how every guest answered the question. 
what does success mean to you? And then I'm going to talk about what every guest said. It's going to be a great episode. Nice. Well, so good. Well, listen, Jason, I, I so appreciate you. Um, I wanted to thank you as, as a coach, as a community leader, as a content creator, as a motivator. Um, you are doing God's work. You know, thank you so much. You're the best part of dub. You know, we really appreciate you. Um, any, any feedback from me on the dub platform, any ways that we can improve? Um, I'm always, always ears on that. No, well, you listen, I, I'll, I'll give a big plug for dub because we, we were one of your early adopters. I think, I mean, we were pretty early in the process of coming on. I don't know how we connected through LinkedIn or whatever it was, but, but my, my company ELS has been using it. And now as a coach, I use it in my coaching business. As a matter of fact, I sent out a couple of videos this morning. We now have learned through your platform, how to use it as landing pages and uh, scheduling places that it's such a phenomenal tool. And I'm glad to be part of the program. I'm glad to be part of the influencer program for you guys. And, and uh, everybody should go sign up for the link that Doug gave me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we will put that, we will put that in the show notes. So we will put your, your referral link in the, in the show notes. So, yeah. um, well, thank you so much. The real Jason Duncan. This was this was incredible. Um, I look forward to speaking to you from from Paradise on August 9th for our masterclass. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. So I will uh, see you on Tuesday next Tuesday. There you go. All right, my friend. Be well. Thanks. All right. Bye bye now.